Welcome every single person to your all-time favorite podcast in the world, Persuasion School, and arguably, as it has been said, the most useful podcast out there. I am a little bit biased, but I would have to say I agree. <laughs> and that's probably my uh, favorite definition for the show. Hey guys, my name is Jake Savage. If this is your first time here, I'm grateful to have you. You can learn a little bit more about me on the bio of whatever platform that you're listening to the show on. But a quick snapshot here is that I'm a former door-to-door salesman. I knocked on about 100,000 doors over the course of several years. And then I transitioned into a sales startup that I helped launch with a handful of other amazing people. My role there was to build and train a team of salespeople nationwide. And then I was the president for the last three years. So we hit the Inc's 500 or the, the Inc's list of the 500 fastest growing companies in the nation a couple times. And then in 2021, I made the jump to launch my own consulting business because for over a de- or about a decade, I had been wanting to use my skills to fight the good fight against human trafficking and sex trafficking. So now I leverage corporate sales methods to help nonprofit fundraising teams win bigger donations, particularly anti-trafficking teams. And I have a lot of fun with that. And then, of course, through this podcast, we teach the masses how to get more of the things that they want in life. So how to influence people to take action, how to get buy-in for your ideas, how to ask for raises or promotions, get people to go on dates with you, negotiate, sell, fundraise. I mean, like I said earlier, right? Arguably one of the most useful podcasts out there, one of the most useful skills that anybody can have in life. So if that's what you're looking for, you want to become a more effective communicator and you want to be more persuasive, you're in the right place. So hey, couple updates for you as we jump in. One, it's Monday. So we're going to do Monday Q&A, which is when I answer a real question that's come through from the audience. And then Wednesday is Whiskey Wednesday. And lately it's been my brother jumping on with me. Uh, traditionally, it has been my wife, Alexa. Although her work schedule has changed. She's, she's a therapist doing amazing work. And um, we're in the midst of a time when many people need therapy, of course coming through this pandemic and just life in general. All of us could use therapy. So her her schedule is all over the place. Andrew's been jumping on Whiskey Wednesday. We just chat. We had audience members wanting to learn a little bit more about my life, who I am, what I do outside of this podcast and sales stuff. So we have a lot of fun talking about other things I'm working on and some sharing some fun stories while trying whiskey. So that's Whiskey Wednesday. Thursday, that's the bread and butter of the show. Usually I've put together either a lesson on or like a topic on persuasive communication, something that comes from psychology, neuroscience, or my 15 years as a sales professional, sales leader, whatever you want to call it. So that's that's Thursday. Or I've interviewed somebody awesome doing amazing things and we learn from them how they influence people to take action. And we have we have a lot of fun. I like to think that we have a lot of fun with it. So all right, here's the update. That's three episodes per week, a lot of work, time, and money all go in to producing those three separate episodes. And I want to keep it up. We're actually now in the top 5% of all podcasts, which is incredible. That's a huge feat and milestone. Thank you to all the listeners, especially those that have been here since day one when we started a couple years ago under a different name. Appreciate you guys. Obviously cannot hit those milestones without people listening. So it really does mean a lot that you support the show. So thank you. 
But with that, I want to make sure that we're being consistent. We're, we're on top of it. We're cranking out the episodes. We're answering the questions that come through. We're continuing to provide value to everybody. But like I said, a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of money, and cannot do all three. Just It's, it's not, it's not going to work. So what we're doing now is we're moving Q&A to Patreon. Just Q&A. Obviously, bread and butter of the show is still the Thursday episodes, and then Whiskey Wednesday Everyone will still be around, so everyone can continue to interact with me in that fashion. But Monday Q&A is going to Patreon, which makes sense. I mean, it's Q&A from the listeners that are more like diehard supporters and really want to improve their craft. So Patreon, if you're not familiar with what that is, it is a like a subscription place or a place where you can go to support creators. So now you would just go to Patreon. The, the link will be in the show notes, but patreon.com slash persuasion school. And it's $4 per month. So for $4 per month, you will have access to Monday Q&A. Today is the last Monday that it will be available on all platforms for free. And then after that, if you want to participate in Monday Q&A, meaning you either have a question or you want to hear what we're talking about, just go to patreon.com slash persuasion school, four bucks a month, but we're doing, we're still going to do the weekly episode. So it's four episodes per month. It's like a dollar per episode. And I'll only be answering questions that come through from Patreon members after that four bucks a month. Nothing to complain about. If you've gotten value from the show, it's, uh, it's, it's not even worth discussing. It's $4. So we're going to put that on Patreon next Monday. And if you, you don't want, you don't want to go to a new app to listen to the podcast fair. There are actually ways on, on almost any platform that you listen to, whether it's like Apple podcasts or Spotify or a few others, you still have to go to Patreon and sign up, but then you can take, take the link it's called the RSS feed link. You could take that link and put it into your platform that you listen to. So if you're an Apple podcast user, you go to Patreon, four bucks a month, you sign up. Then you get the link to the podcast and you put it into your library on Apple podcast and you never have to use another app. So you open up Apple podcast, you'll hit persuasion school for Wednesday and Thursday, and then you'll hit um, the persuasion school members only Monday Q and a on Mondays to have access to that show. You don't even have to use another app. It's beautiful, very clean and easy, but um, that will enable us to keep these three episodes going. That's the point. So if we can get enough people subscribed on Mondays for Monday Q&A, we can keep all three episodes going. As you can tell, I don't really have any ads on here except for anti-trafficking stuff, trying to support nonprofits that I believe in. Uh, and we can continue to keep it that way for now if we're using Patreon. So if you have a question about it, DM me on Instagram. I'll provide more insight as to how you can get going on Patreon or read the show notes on whatever platform you're listening to. And there will be the link right there to sign up. Boom. All right, that's it. Let's go ahead and jump into today. Today's question comes from somebody who's going by JC. The question is not Jesus Christ, by the way, somebody else question is, how do I ask for the win when I don't feel like it? How do I keep asking when it feels like an off day? All right. So this person is likely in sales, right? But we, we can apply this to our own situations in life. You know, maybe you've someone who's been routinely rejected uh, on dates, you know, and you're, you're getting tired of asking people out because you're just anticipating another rejection or you're in fundraising and donors keep saying, or potential donors keep shutting you down. Nobody's donating to whatever the nonprofit is, or you might be in sales, right? And you're just, you're just having an off day. We all have them. We're human beings. 
How do you still ask for the win when you don't feel like it? How do you keep going and how do you keep asking when it feels like an off day? Fantastic question, JC. Again, I've got two two part answer here. A two part answer. First though, I want to say I totally get this. Sales is very much an emotional game. It's an emotional job. It's emotional work. I mean, sales is a transference of emotion. Persuasion is a transference of emotion. And if we're not in a good emotional place, which a symptom of that is lacking confidence, now if we're not in a good emotional place, we're going to experience these other symptoms, right? Like probably poor communication. Uh, We won't really come across as present, I think, during our conversations and we'll be lacking confidence. None of those things, none of those things are going to help us to be effective in getting our message across or getting anybody else excited about what it is that we have to offer, right? So we have to be in a good mental place and good emotional place every time that we go out there to do our jobs and if we're going to influence other people. Because there, you know, there are like a million number one rules of selling or persuasion, but one of them really is you've got to be sold on whatever it is yourself. Before you're going to try to ask others to jump on the bandwagon, you have to be sold on it yourself. So it, because that, that emotion, that confidence, that excitement of you being excited about this thing, that's what's going to come through in your words, in your body language, in your tonality. That's what's going to help influence the other people to take action. So if you're just like repeating your normal pitch or your normal verbiage that you'd give to somebody, but your heart isn't in it or your mind's not in it, they'll tell. They'll be able to know and they're going to say no to you because that's not attractive. That doesn't get them excited. All right. So we've, we've established a baseline. This happens to all of us. We have to be in a good emotional headspace. Two methods I have for pressing forward. Let, I'm going to talk a lot about sales right now because I have the most sales experience to draw from. Um, but you know, if you're not in sales, don't check out. This is applicable to you. If you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to raise investment, you know, for your your new endeavor, this is going to be the same, right? Or like I already said about asking people out out on dates or fundraising, it can be applicable in some way. But I'm going to be talking about this from a sales perspective, since that's what I know. All right. So like I said, two different methods. The first one comes down to an identity that we have for ourselves in this line of work, whatever it is that you do. And there are two options. Are you an amateur or are you a professional? I laugh because I'm not trying to put you down or, you know, have some sort of, uh, you know, like coach from Remember the Titans, Denzel Washington type of moment. And it's funny, but, but it is absolutely true. We have, we have to choose what our identity is in the line of work. And we're going to adopt this identity and all of our behavior is going to be consistent with the identity that we choose to adopt, right? So for you, for me, for anybody, we need to ask ourselves, am I a professional or am I an amateur? So hopefully you would choose professional. If you choose amateur, hey, appreciate your honesty, being honest with yourself, you can slowly take some steps to work towards becoming a professional. Maybe you're brand new and you don't feel comfortable saying that just yet. Fair, fair, fair. Um, But if you've been doing this for a while and you're just kind of in a rut, we've got to get out of it and we've got to declare, hey, I'm a professional and I need to behave in according to that declaration, right? 
this is who I am. And so that being the case, that is like a, a backdrop for us. We need, if we're a professional, then we need to learn to rely on discipline and not motivation because motivation will always fade, but habits stay the same. When you're a cigarette smoker, you smoke cigarettes, no matter what you're feeling. You smoke them because you're sad. You smoke them because you're happy. I wish I had a different analogy, but I also used to smoke cigarettes. So I can draw on that from experience. Those habits stay the same, regardless of how you feel. And we need to do the exact same as professionals. So pull the motivation out, rely on discipline. Quick sort of story for anybody listening here. If you've been listening for some time that you know I'm also into exercise and particularly endurance type stuff, I've I've been dipping my toes more into the endurance waters for about two to almost three years now. And uh, I, I had one of my all-time best runs last Sunday. And by best, I don't mean uh, in terms of speed, like it wasn't my fastest. Every Sunday I do these long, slow runs where I'm running usually at least uh, a 13 miler, so a half marathon. Uh, this was a 16 miler last Sunday that I was running. And it was my best in terms of efficiency. So how well my body is managing that long of a run. Like, is my heart rate staying low? If it's super high, that uh, could be an indicator that um, my heart has more work to do to become more efficient and to become stronger, right? So I'm measuring heart rate, I'm measuring calories burned, um, and just how good I over, like feel overall during the course of that run. So I had my best run ever in terms of time. I was able to maintain a very solid and respectable time while keeping my average heart rate over the 16-mile run very low. Where am I going with this other than bragging? Uh, the whole point here was that because the previous two Sundays were garbage. If I had had a rely on motivation mindset, I don't think I would have gone out to run either of those two Sundays before my good run. And here's why. The first one, so this was like three weeks ago or so, the Saturday before my Sunday run, I got my second vaccine shot, woke up in the middle of the night, shakes, fever, freezing, sweating, all kinds of craziness, throbbing headache. When I woke up in the morning, the shakes were gone and the fever was gone, but I still had a pounding headache and that really sucked. I never really get headaches at all. So my head is just like throbbing. And I thought to myself, well, this half marathon is really going to suck today. But on the upside, if I can go out there and crush a half marathon with a pounding headache, man, the next run's probably going to feel so great when I actually feel at like full health, basically. So that's what I did. I, I left the house while, you know, with a throbbing headache to set out for a half marathon run. And I did. And also another thing, that headache was gone by the time I got home for a run. So most of the time we just need to shut up and, and go do some stuff. But uh, I, so I went and ran anyways with the throbbing headache, came back and it was a brutal run. And I couldn't really keep my, I couldn't maintain uh, the heart rate, a target heart rate that I was looking for. My body was all over the place. It was just really struggling because I was feeling those symptoms from the shot, the vaccine. So everything was all over the place. Then the following Sunday comes and I'm thinking, all right, well, now it's going to be a good Sunday because last one was brutal. But instead, it was 93 degrees with insane humidity it, and the sun was just blasting. I said, all right, well, I'm going to I'm going to go for it anyways, because if I can run during this weather, it's going to make the next run probably that much better as long as it's not this hot. 
So I went out there and cr- knocked out f- uh, 13 miles. So f- no, 14 miles that Sunday in the 93 degree heat and really, really suffered. Was struggling big time. So those were two Sundays in a row where things were really terrible. But thankfully, I relied on discipline instead of motivation. And I'm really not doing this to, to brag. There is a point in it. It's leading up to the most recent Sunday where I ran that 16 miler. And the weather was in like the mid 80s. So it was a lot better. I had no throbbing headache, no symptoms from a shot. I felt like a million bucks and my body executed, I think, like the, the best that it ever has. But I, I don't know if I would have had that good of a run had I not pushed through those two terrible Sundays prior. So small example here of why learning to rely on discipline instead of motivation is going to uh, help you benefit in the long run because you're just going to be in the habit of doing things anyways. And then on those days where the motivation happens to be there, because again, that's kind of fickle, but when it is there, man, you're going to be at 120% instead of just 100%. So learn to be at 100% all the time. And then on the days where you do feel extra motivated, you're operating at 120. So even better. All right, another thing uh, to think about here when it comes to operating like a professional instead of an amateur, and this is an example that doesn't have to do with me. I just finished Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights. Fantastic book. Highly recommend it. The dude is hilarious, incredibly poetic and intelligent. You'll be laughing. You might be crying during the book. It, uh, it surprised me. That's for sure. And uh, just with his adventures and life story, the guy has an insane, insane life story. And where I'm going with this is, you know, listening to his life as an actor and especially as a professional and how seriously he takes his career. When I saw this question come through, because I was listening to the McConaughey book, I thought to myself, would McConaughey have won an Oscar if he if he only ever acted when he felt like it? Like, what would he do if he was midway through shooting Dallas Buyers Club, which is what he won an Oscar for, or any of his other good movies? What would he have done if he just, like, was kind of in a rut one day and wasn't really feeling it? Director knocks on his trailer door. All right, Matthew, we're ready to shoot. He's like, man, I'm just, today kind of feels like an off day. I don't don't think I'm going to be able to do it. Like, how do you think that that would go over? Right? That's not a professional response. That's an amateur response. And the director would not let that fly. So what does that mean? Matthew McConaughey would have to show up and do his job regardless of how he's feeling that day. That's what makes him a professional and an Oscar winner. So that's what we need to try to take away is sometimes if you're in sales, you might not have somebody looking over your shoulder, especially if you're out and about trying to close deals. So we need to have that discipline on our own right? To take that ownership of what we do and to show up each and every single day, choosing to be a professional and not an amateur and to rely on discipline and not on motivation. So that's part one. Part two, some of you may be saying, well, I know that you have to be in a good emotional headspace. You already said that earlier. You know, how can you, are you just supposed to sell when you don't feel like it and you kind of show up as an actor? Well, no, because even actors, if, if they have to go out and, and perform, you know, on, on a stage or on set or whatever, they're going to try to dig down deep and find some sort of connection to the script, to the character and align themselves with that and, and conduct sort of this mental reset before they start giving their lines. So we do the same. 
right? When it comes to selling or influencing other people, I'm not saying be an actor and pretend to get excited and enthusiastic when you don't feel that way. No, it is okay to take a little break. Like maybe you do need 10 to 20 minutes, or maybe it's half hour, or maybe it's a full day off to conduct this mental reset. Don't go out there and pretend to be happy. That's not what I'm saying. You need to dig down deep to find how you can actually reconnect yourself with what it is that you're offering, the work that you do. If you're a for-profit business, what problem are you solving? Maybe you need to go read some client testimonials from the past about how your product has solved a problem and impacted or positively changed somebody's life for the better. Read those stories. Resell yourself on the product. If you're a nonprofit and you're tired of fundraising because you keep getting rejected and there's the pandemic and the economy and this and that and people don't want to donate, so what? Be a professional. Dig down deep. Find what it is that you care about of the you know of, about the nonprofit and the work that you're doing. Maybe again, read some some stories. If if your nonprofit serves, uh, you know, like an underprivileged people group, read some of their stories, testimonials from the field, from the work that's being done. Resell yourself, reset, get in a good mental and emotional headspace, rebuild that confidence so that you can go out and communicate that confidence and transfer it, transfer it into the people that you are speaking with. And then as a last resort, when it comes to reselling yourself on it, maybe if it doesn't have to do with the actual work that you're doing, it can be a personal reason. That's not a bad thing. You know, you can have personal reasons as to why you want to achieve these wins or these this uh, success. You need to make sure that you're benefiting the stakeholder, whoever it is that is going to be buying into this idea or providing a commitment, whether it's a donation or a purchase or whatever. But you can still have your own reasons for why you're doing what you do, right? Like maybe you have a family that you need to provide for. Maybe it's the mortgage that you need to pay. Maybe you and your partner are striving to become debt-free. Maybe you uh, you and your partner, just you, whatever. I, I'm using that because I'm married. But whatever your circumstances are, you could have committed to giving, you know, ch- to a, some type of charity out there. You need to figure out what it is. Uh, what the drive is and and bring that to the forefront. So for the times that I've been in the field, I'll figure out what that is for me. And I'll, I'll just set it as the background on my phone because we look at our phone like 200 times a day. So I'll set it as the background on my phone to remind myself of why I'm out there doing what I'm doing, why I'm, ex- I'm encountering the rejection. It should be for the bigger reasons, like what's the mission that your your organization is is after? What are they focusing on? But I get it that, you know, sometimes if you're in there every single day, that can become a little lost. And it's okay to have some of these more personal ones, like supporting your family, giving to a charity, becoming debt-free, whatever the case may be. But you need to you need to bring that to the forefront too. Set it as the background on your phone. If you need to, write it down on your arm with pen, write it in your notes, write it in your binder, whatever. Just find a way to remind yourself of that. But you have to draw on something, resell yourself, find that connection, get aligned, and get back out there because we're professionals and we're not amateurs. So that's kind of what it comes down to. And I think in any organization, the people that aren't able to be consistent, you know, they do rely on motivation instead of discipline. Well, all of us are going to wake up and have days where we don't feel like getting after it. And if you just lean into that and say, well, that's that's how today's going to be. I'm just kind of going to go through the motions. Eventually, what, what, what it's called? What is it called? Natural selection? I don't know. It's going to take its course and you'll probably get fired. And maybe you need to find a different job. Uh, and that's okay too. 
you know, but, but if, as long as you're in this line of work, communicating with others, effective communication, persuasion, selling, fundraising, you don't have that luxury of saying, I'm putting it on cruise control today. You give that luxury up when you sign up for this type of work. That's basically just what it comes down to. So you've got to choose, am I an amateur or a professional? You've got to rely on discipline instead of motivation. And you need to get good at digging deep to resell yourself on what it is that you're offering. To get bring that excitement back, to bring that confidence back so you can transfer that. To other people, guys, that's it. I hope that this was helpful. Thank you, JC, for asking that question. I'm sure there are plenty of people that have had the same over time. All right, hey guys, as we close out, I want to I want to throw out a reminder. Next Wednesday, June 16th, I'm hosting a live workshop. It's the first time that we've ever done this. A live workshop on how to negotiate a raise at work. This is also applicable if you are uh, interviewing for a job and you want to negotiate your salary. It works for that too. A lot of the same principles will be able to be utilized if you're trying to ask for or negotiate a promotion with your boss. So if that's something that's on your radar, you should jump in. It's 99 bucks for three hours. We're going to cover everything from preparation to getting in the right mindset to the words and phrasing to use with your boss. Then if your boss shuts the idea down, how do you navigate that sort of objection or obstacle while still being polite and not rude and not putting your position in jeopardy? And then uh, negotiating to get what it is that you feel you want if they do agree to give you a raise. And this is just for people who do deserve it, by the way. <laughs> if, you, if you're if you someone that doesn't deserve the raise, this is not going to help you. I prom- I'm not just saying that, you know, like to be mean or whatever, or it, like it, it's true. It's not going to help you if you don't deserve the raise. That part needs to be done first. You have to be delivering value for your place of work, for the people there, for your boss, for whatever it is. You have to be delivering value first. And if your, your compensation is, is far below the value that you offer, that's who this workshop is for. We're going to make sure that you know how to handle the situation to be compensated at or above the value that you bring. All right. So that's that. And then of course, ratings and reviews. Guys, if you're somebody that's gotten value from the show, you heard an episode and you tried something that you learned and it's working for you, you can help other people do the same when you write a review for Persuasion School because that helps the algorithm, podcast algorithm gods, bubble Persuasion School on up to the top making it more visible for other people so they can get good things too. So even like a one-line review, like good show. That's helpful too. The algorithm doesn't care what you write. It's just going to make it more visible if we have more of these positive reviews or reviews come through. All right, that's that. And then lastly, human trafficking. My wife, Alexa, and I are dedicated to fighting sex trafficking. If, If you're somebody that's heard about this and you want to make... A difference and you want to join in on the fight, there are a million ways that you can do it. I'm happy to chat anytime about how you can get involved. But if you're somebody that's been wanting to give financially, you know, you got a couple extra bucks and you've you've designated that as money that's going to a charity where you're not sure where it can go, I can chat about that as well. Or you can go to persuasionschoolpodcast.com. There's a section there to donate and 100% of those uh, funds that come through are spread across our partners, both here in the US and abroad that are focused on preventative methods, rescue methods, and then restoration methods for survivors of trafficking. So that's how you can 
join in on the fight. Fight the good fight with us. All right. Again, reminder, this is the last Monday that uh, Monday Q&A will be available on every platform. It's got to go to Patreon so that we can keep all three episodes going during the week and we can continue providing value, especially the third uh, Thursday episode for free. Monday is going to go to Patreon. So it's patreon.com slash persuasion school. I'll put the link in the notes. Four bucks a month. That's nothing. A dollar per episode. So looking forward to seeing you guys on Patreon. Feel free to reach out. If you do have any questions, DM me on Instagram. It's the best place at it's Jake Savage. Or you can always uh, send me a, a note through the uh, what you call it? website, which is persuasionschoolpodcast.com. All right, guys, that's it for today. Adios. <laughs>